Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We've got a very special episode coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. We have Miss Ashley Bratcher, the star of the Unplanned Movie, where we talk about this miraculous film and everything that it's doing. We talk about being pro-life and the fact that abortion is murder. We also pick on our favorite politician, Bernie Sanders, and we basically just have a really good time. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Dear America Podcast. Hey! What's up? What's going on, America? What's up, guys? Not a whole lot. Oh, that was the most beautiful state of Georgia. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the... Well, I don't know if it's a beautiful oh, it's gorgeous, area Graham. of Atlanta, Georgia. I've about mm-hmm. murdered 37 people trying to drive here. <laughs> the traffic was uh, horrendous. It that's is. True. I don't understand how many people live here. How hard is it to add on a little bit of a street? And then this Bumblebee Camaro almost killed us. But anyway, we're in Atlanta, Georgia today with a very special guest, Miss Ashley Bratcher, the star of the propaganda movie that Google made <laughs> it as. Uh, yeah. No, she is the star of Unplanned. Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. It's going to yeah. be a blast. So, I have another girl. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, so uh, so you live here in uh, the devil's hole, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> I call it purgatory when, when I come through here. <laughs> Not personal. Uh, what's it like living in Atlanta? Yeah. I, exactly what you said. The worst part is the traffic. Oh, so God. I try to avoid it at all costs. I don't have patience. I don't know if you can pick up on this. By, you have road rage? By my reputation of what I do for a living. I, I, don't, I don't operate very well well in traffic uh so but you're not from here no i'm from north carolina originally i've been living in atlanta for the last six seven months okay yeah is that movie related reasons well the industry here is obviously great right we have Mm -hmm. ever taken hollywood for film production um and we just felt like we were called to be here honestly there seems to be some sort of spiritual revival happening here and i think that's evident based on what our governor is doing and how he's moving And we just felt like it was a great place to raise our kid and be for now. Well, there's a lot of places that have done, you're talking about the heartbeat bill and Mm -hmm. everything that Georgia just passed. And there's a lot of states that are starting to get on the bandwagon, right? So Mississippi was now Georgia. 
Ohio, I think, just passed one. Yeah. Um, Arkansas is down to one abortion clinic left in the state. There, there, there's a couple. There, there's yeah, a, a lot. Couple of there's like a that. lot of places that are really starting to pick up. But let's go ahead and let's get the 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 basic stuff out of the way, right? So I've seen the movie. I was with you at the premiere in mm-hmm. L.A. They've all seen the movie now. Alyssa made it through about forty percent of I it. I made it she, through most. She, I had trouble, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. Yes, it was. It was Thank very. You. Yeah, my stomach was in knots. Like. Through most yeah, of the it's funny because everyone goes in with popcorn and you hear everybody eating it the first <laughs> five stop. minutes and then there's no more popcorn. I mean, I knew it was going to be intense because Graham said, you know, there's a scene that's intense, but I was surprised how many scenes are actually really intense. Yeah, it's yeah. a roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. It is. So, so to not give anything away for people who haven't seen the movie, if you have not seen this movie, you need to go check it out. Whether you're pro-life, uh, pro-choice, uh, we put a question out to our viewers two weeks ago would they like to hear you on the podcast? And it was a resounding yes. Everybody wants to hear you on here. We're going to get the usual questions out of the way, first of all, okay? To not give anything away on the podcast, obviously it is an anti-abortion film and the true story of Abby Johnson, of which you play. Um, Explain what it was like filming this, because there's a lot of really intense scenes in this movie. What was that like to, to actually film that? Yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. I didn't really know who Abby was before I got this role. So <laughs> jumping into it literally five, six days before production started, I was listening to her audiobook. I was watching YouTube videos, just trying to understand everything that she went through. And so each day was just brand new. I had to look at the scenes we were doing that day, pretty much lived for eight weeks in seclusion because I had to focus. I didn't yeah. have any time to do anything else. And it was just a 24-7 job. You hear a lot of people talk about uh, emotional tolls of roles and things like that. You know, uh, it's it's been made famous by Heath Ledger, you know, mm-hmm. playing the Joker, Joker and everything yeah. like that. He never really recovered from that. Did you have any issues like that in some of these, uh, you know, some of these scenes are really powerful, yeah. really like I would imagine emotionally draining scenes and yeah. stuff. Uh, w- w- what is that like? I mean, is that a true thing? Yeah, it is. I mean, I had to take time to decompress after those days. Hmm. I remember going home to the hotel room and just crying for another hour or so talking to my husband because of what I had experienced and everything that I was allowing my mind to see and to the places I was going to and the videos I was watching. I mean, YouTube is not really censored as much as you think. So I was using a lot of YouTube videos to see things I didn't want to see and just taking the time afterwards to say, okay, this isn't my reality. It is the reality for a lot of people, but this isn't my reality. I need to come home, realize I have my own life. This is, this is not, you know, what I'm living every day. And just take time, really. Right, I yeah. mean, And then after we wrapped up production, I'll never forget the last day we filmed the most intense scene, which is the RU486 abortion pill scene. Oh, yeah. That scene is very intense. That oh, is yeah. a very intense scene. They yeah. saved that scene for the very last day of shooting. I was like, we, we have to shoot that scene last? Are you serious? <laughs> and I remember Chuck and Carrie, the directors, coming up to me after we had wrapped and everyone's just so excited and they're giving me a hug and I just look at them and say... I got nothing left. Oh, well, yeah. it, it's a tough scene. And, and in L.A., uh, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, someone behind me during that scene, because you end up going in the bathroom in that scene, and somebody in the background is going, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I literally hear it's people hard like, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people have passed out during that scene. Yeah. You know, crazy. I, I had to it. stop out yeah. because I pass out some when I see blood. And so I had to step out. You can ask them. I stepped out 
during oh my that gosh. scene as well. Well, You're not the only one. Right at the beginning, after that first scene, I had yeah, to walk to the bathroom. I, I, I was choking up. I told yeah. all of them, man. I said, I said the biggest shock to me about the show is that you so, or the show, the movie... Uh, is that you just punch people in the mouth within like the first five minutes? And I mean, it's just bam. that's what people need with this topic. The trailer you know? makes you think that the build up to the movie <laughs> is like like the the, the, the moment yeah. where she let you know you think that it's the standard movie right. design that that's yeah. what's going to happen you know and it's not it's like uh, it, it's it's incredible. Welcome it to the movie. In, yeah. 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 yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. You mm-hmm. do a fantastic job. Yes. Um, if you have not seen the unplanned movie, you definitely need. To go see it while it's still in theaters. Um, how's it going to release once it's out? Is it only going to be on Pure Flix? Uh, how, how are they going to do it? Do you know? You know, we're working on distribution internationally right now. So the next step is to spread it worldwide. We're running into there some obstacles. Um, no distributor in Canada will take it right yeah, now. Sure. Okay. I saw you were in Canada the other day. <laughs> yeah. They don't uh, like you. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> huge fan of Canada. Yeah. We're a yeah. huge fan of Canadians here on this show. Oh my gosh. Somebody's going to listen to this and it's going to go viral. Yeah. Just because Canada hates Ashley, me. <laughs> Ashley Bratcher and Graham Allen hate Canadians. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed by the title of this podcast, but we are heavily skewed towards the pro-America side of things. Um, okay, so so yes, that's the that's what everyone talks to you about is mm-hmm. the, you know, why did you do it? Da, 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 da. I want to talk to you about the controversy surrounding this movie, right? And so we'll start off... Really plain and simple. The day this movie opens up nationwide, Twitter loses its mind mm-hmm. and blocks the unplanned movie mm-hmm. account when you guys only had like 7,000 followers at the time on that account. And we showed our podcast fans. Yeah. I mean, we showed how we went to Twitter and Graham would follow and immediately unfollow. And so we yeah. did it several times because like, this can't be right. Yeah. So so yeah. where were you when you found out about that? Did, did somebody write you? And, and I mean, did, did you hear about it from online or did somebody call you or did you find out that Twitter had blocked your account, uh, the unplanned movie account? Uh, who'd you hear that from? Yeah, people had started messaging me online. I can't remember where I was. I definitely wasn't at home. I was traveling at the time. But I started getting all these messages saying the unplanned account is down. They've suspended it. And then sure enough, I checked it for myself. Right. Um, they had put it back up pretty soon after that. But I could not follow it either. Yeah. Which was hilarious great. because well, it's my movie. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Of all the things. So, so, yeah. so it was two things that happened during that first weekend. All right. I, I've met some of your marketing people. I met them in L.A. They did a fantastic job of reaching out to the right people because the second that it got blocked, I know I wrote about it. I know that all these people I know started writing about it. And then all of a sudden, people that I don't even know how they knew about the movie started sharing it. Dana mm-hmm. Lash started sharing it. Uh, Fox News people started sharing it. So Twitter realized real quick, uh, you know, because Jack is such a fair and uh, equal uh, person right, in, right. In, in lieu of everything. Twitter realized really quick, oh, crap, we've got to fix this. And so they turn it back on. And then the most amazing thing happens People start flooding yeah. to this page. I mean, and then took I mean, off. it took yeah. off. I mean, so the exact opposite thing happened. And I think that's a God thing personally, in my own opinion. Um, you know, it's yeah. just, it was amazing to watch the outcry. And I think it ended up helping 
the first weekend, especially oh, yeah. because there was this Twitter controversy around it. Every single controversy that we've had has really propelled us in the opposite direction. I yeah. mean, people yeah. have thought it's going to hurt us, but it's done the exact opposite. Well, it, it falls into effect of even if you are pro-choice and you're mm-hmm. completely against being anti-abortion, we live in a country that you're supposed to be able to say your beliefs, right? And, and what you feel and all right. that stuff. And most people... 98% of people are anti-censorship, right. right? And so Twitter, of course, is a bunch of communists running around, uh, you know, uh, fact. social media page. Oh, Jack, Jack is <laughs> terrible, okay? Uh, Jack Dorsey or whatever his name is is terrible. He looks homeless 98% of the time. What? He does. <laughs> We're over here saying, I'm not saying, look, I'm being for real. I'm not saying that. The homeless billionaire. I'm not saying he's not intelligent. Obviously, he is very, very, very smart at what he does. But he has blatantly come out and said that I am the most unfair individual in the history of the world when it comes to free speech and expression and all that stuff. But let's go to the number two thing that then happened in the same weekend. All of a sudden, Twitter starts automatically... Un- People, their accounts automatically get unfollowed or the unplanned account automatically starts to get unfollowed from everybody that started pouring in. Yeah. And we actually posted a video Mm -hmm. where we saw that and we went to record and we would follow. We'd reflect, reflesh, reflesh, it's starting again, guys. You would think that I don't do this for a living. Uh, It would refresh and it would be unfollowed Unfollowed. again. Yeah. And. Did Twitter ever respond to you guys about that? Well, when they gave us the statement that uh, the account had been uh, suspended for its connection to someone else and it was all a mistake, they did say that it would take an hour or so for our followers to get back to normal and to stabilize. But that wasn't an hour long ordeal. That was way longer. And that was after the initial thing in the first place. And I've never heard of anything like this happening before. No, it's... it's, Very fishy. Well... to, it happens to conservative-esque things a lot. And, right. and and unplanned, because it is, in nature, an anti-abortion film, it falls within a more conservative viewpoint of things, right? Mm-hmm. Most conservatives are anti-abortion and are pro-life, et cetera, et cetera. And Twitterverse hates us for it. And uh, it's just, it's incredible to see. But on the flip side, you come out your opening weekend and you kill it. Yeah, you guys absolutely kill it. I, I mean, it, number it was, four, number, number four, four. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Captain Marvel was out during that time frame. And, yeah, I mean, and all this stuff, and so it's not like Dumbo premiered on the same day. It's not like you guys came <laughs> out on the low, you know, on the low week of things. I mean, you right. guys had some serious box office competition, yeah. and it just it, it it destroyed it, and so. That leads me to my next thing, and I want to open up something. And Ashley, I want to get your thoughts first. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen this. So, all right. So if Brace you go, yourself. if you go to Rotten Tomatoes right oh, now, Lordy. and you look at Unplanned on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the professionals, the professional, don't don't. I'm trying, You're trying to, to cheat on my phone too. Jake does it every time. Stop looking at my phone. All right. So if you go to Rotten Tomatoes. The experts, the movie experts, hey, experts, give it a whopping 48%. It's I don't, horrible. I don't, I don't, it could be worse on It tomatoes. could be worse. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell movies have gotten like 9% before. Okay. But, <laughs> all right. But this is the difference that I want to talk to you guys about. I want to open it up here. Hashtag Dear America. Let us know what you think about this right now. Uh, 48% from the experts. The actual people that go watch the movie, on the other hand, Give it a monumental 92% wow. rating. 
uh, for it being an amazing, amazing film. So why do you guys think that is? Why is there such a why is there such a drastic difference there between the you know the professional movie reviewer people and what the audience actually thinks? Ashley, it's your movie. You can go first. Yeah, I've been looking at some of these reviews. And people are throwing in their own personal agenda. It's not mm. just a movie critique. And I don't know if this is a trend that's happened in reviewing movies over the last couple of years. But, I mean, there was even one reviewer that put that he had used Planned Parenthood services in the past. And, like, what does that have to do with your review of the movie? Uh, no, hold on. We're, we're taking live phone calls. Yeah, right we're taking now, live so phone calls. Dial in. Uh, and is this the guy? The calls are good. <laughs> yeah, the guy. He's calling. He just heard that I'm talking about him, and he's that calling in right calling now. In. He's <laughs> like, "How dare you? That was in confidence." You have triggered him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are so many of these critics that were throwing in their own personal opinions, and you know what? That's fine. But when the majority of your review is not focused on the quality of the actual film, right. then there's right. definitely a bias problem. that comes in here. Alyssa, and, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I completely agree with, with her because I do think a lot of biases, you're not watching the movie for actually how it is. It's, oh, I don't like that because it's about, you know, abortion or pro right. life or whatever it is. I'm curious to see what Jake thinks since you're a producer on oh, what you think about it. Oh, yeah, Jake. Well, where's Rotten Tomatoes? San Francisco or New York? I or don't LA? care. Like probably yeah. Canada. I mean, the critics Canada. are from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Canada. Canada. <laughs> they haven't even seen it yet, but right. they're waiting. They're waiting it. Probably <laughs> haven't even watched it. And the other number, ninety-two, are Americans. You know, that are going out and watching this movie. So I, I never listen to Rotten Tomatoes, anyway. Some of my favorite movies. There. I am curious though. While we're on it, what are they supposed to? Is it the quality of the film? Is it how it's captured? It's probably like a checklist of stuff. You know, quality of production, it's, acting. You know, I just ordered a film critic's book. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anne Hornaday awesome. because I was like she seems like a pretty fair critic she hasn't uh, reviewed the, the movie yet but she wrote a book about how to watch movies with a critic's eye and so Ooh. after all of this oh. I was like you know what I want to know for a fact yeah. from yeah. a critic what you know what makes up a good film review have you read I, it yet? I haven't I just got it I'm um, curious like, yeah I just got it, it the other day to too. I'm gonna be honest that makes so much more sense I was getting ready to say like nerd alert like right off the bat because I thought you <laughs> bought like a film like how to become a filmmaker's book <laughs> and no. I was like that's gotta be the most boring book in the history of the world but no I get it now so I retract my statement I want to be a food critic <laughs> okay. food is Likewise. good okay so let's move on to another weird thing that happened and this happened like just uh, a week or so ago or two weeks ago uh, no probably about a week so Google apologizes for labeling unplanned movie as propaganda. Wait, they apologize? I missed that uh, Well, Breitbart, Breitbart is reporting as of, uh, as of the, 12th of two th uh, the 12th of April that Google apologized. Oh. Um, so this is their apology here. So a Google spokesperson told Fox News that after analyzing web content about unplanned, there was a large volume that called the movie propaganda. So they based their labeling... Mm. Off of what other people uh, were doing. So they interviewed somebody that was boycotting your movie because you're a horrible person, Ashley. I don't know if you oh knew this. Oh my gosh. Or not. It's hard it, to sit uh, next to you quite Yeah, often. it's really rough to <laughs> be in this room, a lot right now. Uh, with you. Okay, so someone said, and he's boycotting the film, all right? So Spartacus here is getting ready for. <laughs> all right, so uh, it says, I am against any censorship, but I am very pro boycott. And I think the best thing you can do when something is so wrong. And so unfair is you boycott. So your movie about saving the lives of babies is so wrong and so unfair. 
that you need to be boycotted against. God forbid the babies that you're murdering in your abortion things, but you know, uh, it's just uh, so. So, what do you think? Why? Why? Why would Google label unplanned as propaganda? Why would they do that? That's not normal, right? That can't be normal. Yeah, you it, know, I googled propaganda <laughs> movies. Okay, so they labeled us propaganda. And immediately, I googled propaganda movies, mm-hmm. and then there was a, actually a whole section that Google had that said, "Okay, these movies are propaganda." But when you click on the movie, they were not labeled propaganda. Like it wasn't a genre that they yeah that's had. not that's not a real right. genre yeah. yeah exactly they don't even call Michael Moore's movies propaganda exactly like, yeah what but but is that normal practice Jake you're you're in the film uh, area thing is that normal practice to just listen to what trolls on the internet are saying and then label a movie no in Google search engines no. as propaganda that can't be normal no. it's right? all a part of a narrative you know the left uh, all these companies Google these are all leftist organizations right pushing a narrative you know for the politicians so but their narrative it's always yes based on their specific narrative yeah, that's why michael moore is not labeled propaganda i found it to be very disturbing and kind of scary that these Seriously. companies have such power mm-hmm. yeah. and they do they have a huge influence on what the general population their, their opinion and right. that was a really scary thing that i had never considered before they just can really say whatever they want to say, and mm-hmm. we they could literally censor us and get oh, away with it. Yeah. yeah, and when we want to look up a fact, Google it. You know, Google yeah. tells us what is truth, you know. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's crazy. So uh, before we move on from, from, from the movie topics, because I really want the, the audience to be able to hear uh, your thoughts and your reactions to some real things that are going on as well, um... Tell us the story really quick, because I know you told me briefly in L.A. Tell us the story, because I think, it, especially from a Christian perspective, it's very powerful, of how you actually got this role and how you became, you know, Abby Johnson in the first place, right? Yeah, because you were telling me about your mom and all that stuff. So, so, so yeah. tell, t- tell us the story real quick. Well, the whole thing is really kind of crazy. Uh, they were doing this casting very secretly. There was not a formal announcement. It was not like a traditional casting notice. I got a message from a random Instagram follower who said she had been praying for me for a year and that she felt like God had told her that I was meant to play this role. So wow. when I got that message, I was like, this lady is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instagram DMs are always so sane it's when they come so through. So strange, yeah. <laughs> right? And I thought she was normal. I mean, I looked at her page and she seemed normal. But this message totally threw me off. So I was like, you're so sweet. And I <laughs> Bless your heart. Completely blew it off, right? Yeah. And then two weeks later, in her obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, she did message me again. And said, I really, truly, honestly believe you're meant to play this role. Will you please audition? And she's not in the film industry. She's just someone who felt like she needed to be committed to praying for people in the film industry. Right. And at that point, I thought, okay, well, why not? I'll just look at a couple pages of the script and see what I think. And I had the producer email me some of the script. And at that point, I still didn't know who Abby was. I read um, the script and it was the one scene in the movie that really is not emotional. It's where she goes out and she's telling the guy from 40 days for life to move his camera. Oh yeah. yeah and she's yeah. just like, I need you to move your camera as a matter of fact, la 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 la. And she's just going off on him. And I thought from those couple of pages that Abby was really charismatic, kind of a pistol. And I just really liked her. Yeah. So after that, I looked her up and that was when I heard her testimony and holy smokes. I mean, she just rocked my world. I remember just on the floor crying, thinking, oh my gosh, I have been so blinded. I have fallen for the lie that this is just a clump of cells, you know, like they say. 
And I thought, how is it that I never knew that this is what goes down in abortion? How, how is it that the general public has no idea? And I was so compelled that I went home and I told my husband about it and I started praying and then I became the crazy lady who was convinced that I was meant to play the role. (laughs) (laughs) So then I was totally convinced and just weeks and weeks of praying and they finally called me the night before they offered me the role and we had a conversation with the producers and that was when they tried to scare me out of it essentially and say, this could end your career. You'll possibly never work. Yeah. I mean, they painted the worst case scenario. But my immediate response was, I don't care. Right. right. Um, I mean, God had already worked in my heart and I was prepared. I I wanted to do this at all all cost. And I explained to them, I didn't get into the film industry to be famous. I mean, that was never my motive. My, My motive was to get into the industry to leave my mark and to tell stories of hope and redemption. And they didn't have to be pretty stories. I mean, I don't have to just do faith-based films. That's not my goal. But I want to give people hope. And I think it's important when you work in an industry like this to really root yourself in your faith and and what it is that your intention is working in the industry. So long story short, they they gave me a five-hour notice the next day that I had booked the role (laughs) and (laughs) also not normal, totally not normal. Um, So I got on a plane, packed for eight weeks in Oklahoma and hit the ground running there. I mean, it was in pre-production meetings every single day, just had little time to do anything. My husband, my sister, um, my son were the only ones who knew that I had left. So on the fourth day, my mom called and I realized she had no idea where I was. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, mom, I'm doing a movie. And uh, I was really hesitant to tell her what it was about because I knew that when she was in high school, she'd had an abortion. Just kind of a casual conversation we'd had, never talked much about it. But I didn't want her to think like I, I was judging her or that the movie was about judgment, condemnation, because it's not. It's about hope and grace and forgiveness. I was really proud of Abby's story. So I started explaining it to her and she just lost it. She was a puddle of, of tears on the floor. I could just hear her weeping through the phone. She said to me, Ashley, I need to tell you something that I've never told you before. What you don't know is when I was 19, I was at the abortion clinic for the second time. They called my name. I was on the table being examined by a very pregnant nurse. I got really sick to my stomach and I knew I couldn't go through with it. And I got up, I walked out and I chose to have you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I mean, and now you're the star of the unplanned movie, right? I mean, if you can't see God in that line, like what a testimony. It's incredible. I just thought, wow, you know, God loves us so much that he really does plan our steps from conception. I mean, before I knew that I'd be a part of this movie, he knew and he had lined up my life to come alongside telling the story. And it was just such evidence to me that he's so real and he loves us so much. And uh, it really empowered me to know that I was in the right place at the right time for the right reason. Wow. Well, good luck following that story, Jake. (laughs) I thought I had a good origin story. And then Ashley comes in here with that (laughs) amazing thing. It could be a book of itself right there. Jeez, that's crazy. It could be a Lifetime movie, except Lifetime wouldn't even advertise our movie. I don't think Lifetime would uh, (laughs) pick you up. I hate to tell you. They're from Uh, Canada, too. Are they really? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I was like, I I believed you. We probably. uh, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just everything sure we don't like is Canadian at this point. <laughs> yeah. For that, that's the theme the of this bacon. episode. Oh yeah, Ugh. Cayenne bacon is not good. Yeah, it's really not that great. Sorry. All right. So again, before we head off this topic, everybody, uh, if you have not seen Unplanned, it's still in theaters right now, and make sure that you figure out however it's going to be distributed uh, once it's out of theaters uh, to go see it because it is truly a life changing movie. Whether you are pro choice or pro life. It is worth it. watching. It is a very powerful mm, film. Very Ashley, powerful. you did a fantastic job as the lead, but everybody did such a great job in the movie. I got to know a good bit of them in L.A. But let's move on to some things oh. that are uh, going on right now. Woo-hoo. Because everybody gets to hear what Ashley thinks about her role in the movie. I am curious to hear mm. what she thinks about some of the things that we're going to talk about. Alyssa. Oh, me first? Yes, you Okay, first. well, since I have a girl, I figured we'd pick on the men. Oh, <laughs> right? Okay. I love it. So you see there? I, I found this is what happens. When two or more are gathered and they're ladies, uh, what they happens, pick on Graham? dudes. Okay, I was going to say, get ready. <laughs> All right, so this is against you men, sorry. But it has been found in a new study that men with beards have more germs than dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. Good. Do with it what you may. I'm that sure. is the most commonest thing I've ever heard. I, I like beards. Okay, I like beards. I'm just saying in this study, it found y'all got like stuff going on in your beards. What, and like what's your five source? of them. What's, yeah, what's your source? source? IHateMen.com? It's, it's the Huff Post. Oh, oh it's the Huff Post, she <laughs> if says. If it's on the internet, it's, it's true. true. So that well, I, I have seen a lot of guys <laughs> who that's probably true. Uh, the guys that maintain their beard, that's that's different, though, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think, Ashley? Are you pro-beard? No beard? I mean, it depends on the beard, like you're saying. we got I've two met, bearded guys yeah, here. Yeah, two bearded guys <laughs> yeah, here. Well, three. That, Dylan's over there in the corner hiding, but... Uh, <laughs> I've seen those guys that have stuff in their beards. It's, yeah. It is it's disturbing. Obvious. Now, look. Now, you it's can't disturbing. judge a man that's trying to eat, and sometimes <laughs> some stuff gets in there. You can't I mean, that's when they're done eating. Like, check your beard, dude. I don't like that either. Y'all's are clean. you got... Y'all are clean cut though. I mean, some are yeah. like they're intense and I, uh, what's it called? Manscaping? Yeah. You manscape. Yeah, do that. Oh, is that do that. Is For that sure. manscaping? Yeah, that's probably the Huff Post also yeah. created that word. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's just a little brushing <laughs> and a little beard oil. I just okay, okay. No, 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 no. Let's do it. Let's do a weird one. Hashtag Dear America. Let us know what you think. So, uh Alyssa, I know where you stand, but Ashley, are you pro beard? Or pro no beard. Don't give us some diplomatic answer. What is the truth? <laughs> I'm pro scruff. Pro I like the scruff. scruff. What? Yeah. So are you telling That's me nice. as I sit next to you that you don't like my beard? Is that what I we're mean, saying? I mean, yours like is a... nicely manscaped. I will say that Alyssa fought hand and foot for I me did. growing my beard out I because I was, I, I was in the army for twelve years, so I uh, didn't yeah. have any facial hair. I didn't know what he'd look like. And I told her I'm growing. I'm know. growing this thing out. And she refused to like kiss me willingly for weird. several months. It was weird to get yeah, used it, to. But it, now yeah. that I'm used to it, I can't imagine you any other way. It put a so. really big, really big strain on a marriage. On a marriage. While, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, kind of thing. I mean, I guess I get it. I guess it would be weird uh, yeah, you know, if, well, sensation of feeling that way. So yeah. uh, let's move on to something dumb that I found. Sweet. Okay? So everybody <laughs> knows about the, the ridiculous challenges that our young people in America are doing these mm-hmm. days, right? So you had the backpack challenge. Uh, there was the cinnamon challenge. Uh, oh, man. There yeah. was the... the Planking. 
Planking. Yeah, there was planking. Oh my gosh, I planked. Did you really? Did you really? Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did, did you really plank? Did you like show up at a football field and like it. planked in the no. field? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we used to go on vacation places. Or we, we still do, but um, I don't plank still. Is not what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> That's what I got out of that. Was, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. That was, that was I have photos from college of me planking in <laughs> random places. That's hilarious. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, no, so, so, but the, but the challenges have got even dumber and dumber and more dangerous lately. So you had Tide Pod Challenge was a huge oh, one. Um, so now there's a new trend, um, and I'm going to say what it is, and I want to hear your guesses on what you think it is, and oh, I'm going to no. tell you. Awesome. Okay? <laughs> All right. So the title of this article is Move Over, Tide Pods. There's a bizarre new shell-on challenge in town. Shell on. A whole egg. You just eat an egg. Shell on. So Alyssa thinks you yeah. eat an egg. Oh, First thing that came to mind. That's really I good. Think gasoline. Thank you. Is it gasoline? Shell on. Shell on. You light yourself on fire like that dude uh-huh. at the White House. Oh, gosh. That's intense. <laughs> All right. So we went egg to gasoline. What What do they do with the gasoline? You got to say what they what, what Is you it think. like Zoolander where they just like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be some yeah. sort of. They, they, they shower really. in gasoline. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right. Wouldn't be any dumber than the Tide Pods. Yeah, yours is really intense. intense. Yeah, wow. Ashley went there. Too. One end okay. of the spectrum. All right. I'm going to go with the egg, too. The egg? Eating a raw egg with the shell. No. Oh, that makes man. it. Okay. <laughs> the challenge is a new challenge where teens are eating banana peels, wrappers, and any type of casing. Oh imaginable smart and the more intense they go i guess the more points they get i don't know what it is what about a shell i could probably do a banana kind of wrapper so you know and so so do you eat a cup because it's got like water in it that's not a wrapper that's not a wrapper so a banana peel is a wrapper it wraps around the fiber doesn't it have fiber or something yeah you can imagine that would be horrible well the thing is the thing is they're eating anything because it's it says wrappers plastics i mean just anything well, that's just dumb. They're eating it. What is uh, and what are they? They posting it and just like, hey, I just yeah, I did it. Roll with the. Who are these on? kids' like, parents? Yeah, like I don't. They're probably absent. participating. They even, or oh, absent, yeah. In Snapchat, they even have no. their own like little little graphic. Little graphic. That is a child. <laughs> how old is that child? Well, that's normally how it is. Why do they have their no. own graphic? That I, seems I don't know. Like that okay, the picture looks thing. like a ten-year-old. This is a real movement. So you know. Yeah, this is a real movement. It's going to change the world, guys. Wrap uh, on. They are. They are taking. <laughs> they are taking a stand against things. So I imagine that's a really boring video to watch. Yeah. You know, at least the Tide Pond challenge it explodes and something cool happens or, or the cinnamon challenge the they cinnamon, all start coughing, I mean, coughing and everything that was kind of funny yeah i know right and it's harmless but the shell challenge you're watching somebody eat a wrapper i, kinda, I like the gasoline egg idea yeah. <laughs> whatever you smash an egg and then you douse then in you gasoline uh, don't start that and, yeah oh yeah yeah well, we are not that. condoning here on dear america that you should do that no. uh, in any way shape form or fashion <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, uh, Jake, while you look at stuff, I have another one for you ladies. All right. Yeah. Here, you picked on us men. Okay. Let's talk Bring about the incredibly stable creatures that are women. All right, here <laughs> we go. All right, Texas woman. So you know this is going to be uh, fair. Good All right, Texas Amazing. woman allegedly <laughs> attacks husband after husband is silent for too long <laughs> after she asks if she's pretty. 
Well, you know, you should respond quickly, <laughs> I feel like, you're when, you ask, when you ask your husband if you're oh, pretty, don't you think? I have been really angry when he doesn't answer my questions before. I mean, I'm not condoning it. Are you going to stab him? Are you going to stab him? Okay, you, you she, left you, that you part out. You didn't say she stabbed him. You didn't say she stabbed him. She That's attacked, not fair. I'm guessing. Was She's it with Texan, and she attacked, <laughs> and that is their method of choice is to stab. I'm just saying. I, I would definitely I I wouldn't would stab definitely him. Go, no, I wouldn't. Go with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, what else? So this is in our home state, born and raised, Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) All right. You ready? Someone is leaving bowls of mashed potatoes around Jackson, Mississippi. Where are y'all just finding it, these stories? Just what? let it, just let it sink <laughs> in. Just let it sink. Yeah. No. Well, no, that just was on the news. That was the viral clip of the episode. Wow, potato <laughs> um, lady. Bowls have, wait, bowls have turned. <laughs> wait, I'll show they them. They don't know Lord. who's doing it. Bowls have turned up in mailboxes, cars within city limits. Some think it's an innocent prank, and some say they could be killing the local animals. It that could woman's be trying to make a difference. It could wow. be poison. Wow. So no one really knows what the mashed potatoes stand for, but that is happening. <laughs> that's a in real. Jackson, that's a real. Uh... Real cliffhanger there. You just gave us a listen. Well, right. if anyone has I updates, just, I want to know if they're instant mashed potatoes or if someone is oh, mashing them. And, and I don't someone said, "Is the peeling on? Is the peeling off? Like, <laughs> I are want, they just smashing the potato?" I need more information. Okay. All right. So uh, I got another one, right. and then we're going to get to some more relevant political things in a minute. But, but I'm having fun with this. All right. So <laughs> this was from Netflix Film Account, verified account on Twitter. All right. The question is: Quick PSA. Well, that's not a question. Quick PSA. Can we stop calling films chick flicks unless the films are literally about a small baby chicken? <laughs> Here's why this phrase should be retired, and it's a thread, and I stopped after the first thread. All right, for starters, chick flicks are traditionally synonymous with romantic comedies. This suggests yeah, that women are the only people interested in one romance to comedy, which I can promise from the men I've come across in my life, it simply isn't true. Ladies, should we get rid of the highly offensive and what's the term? Just, just horrid misogynist term Late, yeah, of chick flicks in movies. Should we get rid of that? <laughs> no. no. Google would have to get rid of propaganda then. What's wrong? What's wrong with chick flicks? Nothing. Like, like why are we living in a world now? And we've got two ladies here today. So this is why I want to talk about it. My voice just cracked. It did a little. <laughs> this is <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> we, in 2019, you can't even have something called a chick flick without people. That's just what people upset. know. It's just a, a, a Genre of a movie. Yeah. How to lose weight in ten days? It's a chick flick. Google needs Legally to add that. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> Google needs to add that. But but why? Why why is that an offensive thing? But I don't even like say? chick flicks. I like like if somebody, hard. If somebody calls something a dude flick, like, I'd be like, awesome, let's go see that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a I like chick flicks. I mean, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh, my God. And you like Leonardo. No, what is it? Kate, Kate and Leopold. Kate and Leopold. Leonardo. Watch, watch out now. <laughs> it's the off brand. Leonardo. Leonardo. I love Leonardo. I love them. And my husband loves them, too. He's probably yeah. going to kill me for saying that. But we do. We love them. <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, yeah. When it comes to Hugh Jackman, I mean, you just kind of have to accept that at that's this right. point. You know, I'm well aware that if Hugh Jackman showed up at my house, that. Alyssa would probably leave me. For no, that's Jesse. Uh, Jesse. That's Jesse. Jesse. Not me. Jesse would leave his wife I'm, for I'm a, a Hugh Jackman. Kind of girl. 
<laughs> Everybody's going to be like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. We're going to get that, we're gonna get nothing, that comment. Are you saying wrong. it's wrong to leave your wife for another man? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> like, that's what it's, that's what it's going to be. Okay. All right. So, so, so let's turn it back around and, and, and this plays into, uh, your movie, Ashley. So, Bernie Sanders had his um, his event on Fox News. Did the any, town hall. Did any of you guys see it? I know me and Jake did. Did any of you guys see any part of it? or any I saw highlights? the controversy before it, I think. Okay, so he went in there, and they asked him questions and stuff like this. And uh, the question that is the one of the top three de facto questions of the Democratic uh, presidential candidates, and that is, do you support late-term, up-until-birth, post-birth abortions. And Bernie Sanders, of course, goes on to say that he believes that that should be a woman's right to choose. Uh, so hashtag Dear America, let us know what you think, but we're going to open it up uh, to the ladies first. I- I'm curious, as women, what your thought process is in that. So uh, let's remove you know, early stage abortion, uh, second trimester abortion. I mean, we're talking about late term, up until birth, post-birth, and now some terms uh, even infanticide in a lot of ways. What are your thoughts on that as women? I don't know of a single example that anyone has been able to give that validates that statement, that uh, that it's a medically necessary procedure. I have not been given a single example, and I have presented that to everyone who has had an opinion that, well, this should be a decision between the mother and their physician. No, like, tell me in what instance that this is okay. Um, I mean, Dr. Anthony Levitino is in the movie, and he was a former abortion doctor, and he performed around 1,200 late-term, some late-term abortions, and he has verified what I'm saying is correct, that never in his line of work was there an instance that it was medically necessary. What a lot of people don't know about late-term abortion, too, is that it's not something that happens quickly. It is a three-day procedure where they have to they have to essentially kill the baby in utero, and then they have to prepare the cervix, and then they have to induce delivery of that child. So it's wow. not something that in an emergency situation can even be done. Right. And my biggest point off of that is it's traumatic for the woman. I feel like that's what I'm pro baby and pro pro the woman. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they don't they don't tell you all of what will happen. How traumatic it is and how mm-hmm. people I've had I've said that before who've come in my office who are just so regretful because they don't tell you any of that and you did a good job portraying that because they you know in Abby's case they didn't tell her right so right yeah. it's, that. it's not really an informed decision it's so, not so but but why are we having the discussion a lot of this is spawned over in my opinion a lot of this has especially the 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 inciting of it and and just the 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 ridiculous level that it's going to has, uh, you know, we've talked about the wage gap. We talked about, you know, equal pay, equal opportunity, you know, all this stuff, equal rights for women as opposed to men. Mm-hmm. It seems that this abortion conversation has now taken this drastic turn because it's it's under the veil of, well, it's women's a right. woman's right. And you're taking away a woman's right. And when did it become right. a baby a right and not a blessing? Like, when did that switch? Well, well but, but but even under that, that 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 premise, that's more of a religious thing there. You know, children okay. are blessings Well, and stuff. if you're declared dead when your heart stops, why are you not declared living? Whoa. I mean, I'm, well, I mean, I'm not against me. you on this, I know, sweetheart. I'm just, I, I'm just Bernie, it's not, it doesn't make sense. Bernie doesn't care at the end of the day. Well, he, he wants women votes. But you know? what is the thought process of if we truly care about equal rights of a human, right? That, that, that human life has in, 
intrinsic. What was the word? Intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsic value. value. Thank you, Jake. Jake, Jake helps me from sounding like a dummy all the time. <laughs> that has intrinsic value. Then how can you make the logical argument that the baby, the child, the the person growing inside of you, it's basically saying that your your life is more important than that life. And so you're you're defeating your whole argument at that point. If the only reason you care about a woman's right is because you believe that as a woman, a woman is a person, a woman is a human being, a woman has uh, God-given rights as a human, but then you want to murder the human that's growing inside of you. Yeah. It, it, to me, they cancel each other out in in that argument, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. But I agree with Jake. Is it really about the baby? Is it really about the mom? Oh, Bernie Sanders is a creepy old man. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I'm talking about the argument in and of itself, right? Yeah. Like, that is the entire argument of the Democratic Party right now, is they mm-hmm. want women to know that they are woke and they understand, mm-hmm. and they love women so much that they're okay with murdering little girls inside the womb. And look, yeah. let's go ahead and address what the argument you're going to get back is, is that these are babies who have serious birth defects or fetal oh. anomalies. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's, let's discuss that because... It, the most humane thing that you can do for that child and the mother is to let that baby, if that baby is going to pass in utero, then, then fine. But to deliver that baby and to be able to hold that baby and to look at that baby, or if the baby's only going to survive a couple of hours, the most humane thing to do for that child is to let it pass in loving hands. Yeah, Whether right. that is a doctor, a nurse, a mother, a father, whoever that be, that is the most compassionate thing that you can experience. And it's also right. the most healing thing for yes. mother. And, and who said that life is easy? Like, right. this isn't a about, you know, not experience experiencing pain. Yeah, it's painful to lose a child, but it is also something that you must accept and heal from. You can't just make it disappear right, by having eyes, a late term abortion. Take care of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, and I think that's the problem though, because people make you think abortion, oh, you just have it, it's done, you don't ever think about it again. No, yeah. Right. And that is complete opposite. And that's what the movie does, you know, because most people haven't seen what it looks like and, and they hide behind women's rights and they say women's rights, women's rights, until they're shown. It's like this is what it is, and they break. There's videos of people breaking down, crying after yeah, seeing that's it, a, and it changes that's a person. their whole perspective. You know, that's a that's a person. Like wow, that's really how it happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we said it. It was either last show or the show before that. You know, a lot of people's biggest uh, thing that they throw at you is, well, if you care about babies so much. Uh, then, you know, how come you, you don't care about people going into the foster system for the babies that literally don't have anyone? And I said it again, that at least I'm not saying that the foster system doesn't have its problems. I'm not saying that it's not broken system. I'm saying at least they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, how many people are foster, were foster kids that go on to lead really successful, beautiful lives oh, and yeah. exactly. such wonderful contributors to society? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. What are you right. saying? That they don't have value? Right. You're, and you get to determine that? Yeah. Yeah. We can all yeah. agree that Bernie is a big old hypocrite. But 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 moving on to the next thing, there's two more things that Bernie does in this thing that I want to bring to the table. So Bernie goes on and he uh, they ask him about health care. Right. So Bernie Sanders' main thing is free health care. Free health care for, for all. everyone. Right. Oh, hey, Bernie. I didn't even know you were here. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. So they they legitimately ask him and they say, uh, so how are we going to pay for it? Uh, because at some point, somebody's going to have to pay for it, either on payroll taxes, income taxes, uh, corporations are going to have to pay for it, of which they're going to deduct from their employees, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So Bernie then goes, he says, uh, the important thing to know is they're not going to have to pay for it at time of service. 
Okay, now isn't for, that already a fact? That, well, well, he's talking about deductibles. Okay, so okay. some people have to pay deductibles when they go to the doctor's office and stuff. So what Bernie is saying is because he wants people to think, oh, that's awesome, mm-hmm. is uh, the, when you go to the doctor, you're not going to have to pay for it right then. Obviously, nothing's free. Yeah, we're going to bill you in yeah. thirty to forty-five days. Are they going to charge interest and on stuff that? like this? <laughs> and then, and then, and like he said right there. The, they go on later on and they ask him, so how are you going to pay for it? And he literally says the words, well, obviously healthcare is not free. So we're probably yeah. going to have to raise the taxes. But that's what he's oh, oh, selling okay. is free healthcare. I know, but free, people, free, free. people are not. Sense. Alyssa got on to me last time. She said that I called people dumb too much in the last podcast. I did. So, I did. So I'm going what? to not say that he's dumb. Oh, thanks, babe. However, uh, if you did not pick up on what he said, that he wants free health care for all, but it's not really free, we're just going to tax you more, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. So uh, I'm curious, I'm curious your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, I mean, what, 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 why? Why would we want to do that? Why would we want to go to free care? Ashley's a fan of Canada. I was it just works great say, up there, doesn't it? One <laughs> valuable lesson that I took away from the Canadians <laughs> last week <laughs> is that even some of their pro-choicers and their liberals will agree that their free health care is not a perfect system. There are a lot of instances where people need huge procedures and they're not getting them for three months. Like It's backed oh, yeah. up. You know? Yeah, you're dead it, before you get it. Yeah. There was literally a woman who said that she had a broken arm for weeks before they didn't oh back to it and you can imagine what happens to a bone within weeks oh, of man. healing oh. and then it's even more difficult surgery once you've been <laughs> walking around with a broken arm for three weeks right yeah. so it's oh. not a perfect system and people think oh this is just going to solve all our problems and no 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 you're yeah. going to be paying no. for that you're going to be paying for someone else's health care mm-hmm Steven Crowder did a video several years ago where he went up to Canada because Steven Crowder is originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dual citizenship uh, here, or, or he might, I, I don't know if he renounced. Uh, he did a video where he went back up to Canada and he did exactly what you're talking about. He went to multiple different clinics for a simple like cold or, or flu symptoms, stuff like that, and sat for 10 hours straight in there for a simple Hey, I've got I've got the flu, and he didn't get seen. Place closed. Next day, went to another one. Same thing. Sat for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And because that's what happens when you remove the ability for the highest bidder, or you remove the ability for people to bill insurance companies, of which they're your private insurance companies that you pay for, then naturally people are going to be slower, and they're going to care less mm-hmm. about oh, yeah. whether you're seen or not. Last thing about Bernie Sanders, then we'll move on. Okay, and this is for the table. This is a follow up. Could it be a caveat now? Is that? Let's just say caveat. We, we got in trouble. We got in trouble for we saying got, caveat. Did you caveat that? and I heard, segue? I heard caveat. Caveat and segue. I said, we're just going to go uh, into anyway, it. Anyway, so we're going to go <laughs> into this because we talked about it on the last podcast about felons being able to vote, and we got into a uh, you know a conversation. Hashtag Dear America, let us know what you want or what you think about this and we started talking about of after people get out of jail and get back into society can they vote but bernie goes out and he clarifies what he's actually talking about he says and i quote let's say you're in prison for the rest of your life okay you should be allowed to vote no no your thoughts no, me and Jake already covered this. Take he will it, take any votes he can get. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like that's all it comes down what, to. What? <laughs> when you re-enter society, you've served your time. 
yes. then I think you can vote. I mean, yeah. if he said like, you know, British people should be able to vote in our elections, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. You the know. British British American citizen. Canada's not yeah. voting for America. British American film. So, okay, again, he, here's my thought process on it. Uh, you know, I was on the, the, the realm of that it is, you know, if it is a, a serious felony, violent crime, you know, or whatever, right. domestic abuse, all this other kind of stuff. No, never. You lo- you lost it. Because if you're a convicted felon, you can never buy a gun again. You see what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. a right. That's a right that we have as Americans that you never get back. See what I mean? But the thought process behind we want convicted felons who are in prison to be able to decide, uh, have deciding votes on elections. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Am Only I, once you get out of prison, if you're nonviolent, is what I would go for. Yeah, go for man, Nonviolent felons, once they get out. I don't know. I still think that there should be like a time limit or something, a lot, lot like a time frame. Yeah. You know, for the next because five because you need something. to get out and you need to prove that you are rehabilitated. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like you should have to go through certain motions. I mean, when you get out of prison, you got to have parole officers and stuff for mm-hmm. a year, two years, something like that anyway. So there should be provisions there for that kind of thing for people to uh, have to prove the fact that, yeah, they've learned their lesson and things like this. Um, but, you know. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's just me. Uh, let's see. There was a, another. Thing. What about him being a millionaire? Oh, you know, yeah. They, t- t- tell him what happened there. Uh, they, you know, he admitted to being a millionaire because he wrote his book called Our Revolution about how capitalism and making money is bad. And, uh, <laughs> and then he capitalized off it. <laughs> yeah. And they were asking basically like your proposed taxes for millionaires would be like 52 percent. So would you be willing to pay that basically on the million? And all he does is, <laughs> he scoffed at him. He literally like, yeah. come on, and then like he literally on out, said those words. He's like, well, would you pay? Would you pay fifty two? Would you pay? Would you pay? Yeah. Are, Instead of just answering the question, it was always, well, what would you do? It's like uh, answer the question, man. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a he, he's a hypocrite. He's a dumb. All right, so ladies, I want to know your thoughts about this. Uh, so, uh, tragic news has come out of uh, France. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that Notre Dame. Uh, caught on fire. They were able to save. Uh, they the, saved the crown. No, 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 no. What I mean is, like, the main structure of the building, they actually were able to save. So, um, you know, what is? And I'm curious because I'm not Catholic, right? You know, I'm Christian, but I'm but I'm not a Catholic. So, you know, a lot of Christians around the world are are you know rallying behind this terrible tragedy of Notre Dame. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, is is Notre Dame burning down this huge blow to Christian society? I, I mean, it is, is that ever the question though? Is well, it a, blow to a, a lot society? of people. I'm a lot of people bringing up the point that you know a lot of people are starting to burn churches. A lot of people are starting to attack yeah. in churches. A lot of people are starting to destroy churches, and they're saying that God is being removed one major landmark at a time. Some people are making that argument. So I'm just curious. Uh, or a fire just started. I'm just <laughs> we, I mean, we don't know yet. I'm just, yeah. I'm just well, they cu- haven't said it's arson, though. I mean, they said so far. Through the totality right. of the last 40 years, all right, would you agree or disagree that there is an active movement, either intentionally or not intentionally, removing God off of the planet? Do, do, you, think that that's a, do you think that's a real thing? Ashley, we'll start with you. I mean, I feel like all throughout history, that's been a, an issue. I mean, right. I feel like that since the origin of time, that they're extremists on both sides. So I don't know that it's a new movement. Um, 
well, I take that back because obviously they're trying to take prayer out of, out of schools. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. You know, standing to say the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. and during the national anthem. I mean, all of these things. I feel like people, they just don't, they don't like other people. <laughs> like, we're not tolerant of other people's <laughs> I agree. views, which yeah. is I agree. <laughs> really frustrating. Like, can't we just disagree and get along? No. <laughs> and still yeah. respect each other. Yeah. And, you're, and yeah. still but respect apparently each other. Not, so. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious because, you know, there definitely seems to be, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. I'm not saying that this was anything more. I know they're investigating, uh, but it just seems like there are a lot of churches catching on fire. Hundreds this year. uh, Here lately. But I want to bring this around because Jake's starting to give me the stink eye. He's brought his timer out multiple times. (laughs) We want to do our, uh, this isn't Patriot of the Week. It's a patriotic thing of the week. Uh, did you guys hear about the Laguna Beach police car mm. that put their uh, police thing in American flag and people in California lost their mind? Did you How hear of this? No, I didn't hear Okay, that. so they lost their mind. They started petitioning and all this stuff. Well, the court in that area said, suck it, buddy. It's staying <laughs> on there. You can just deal <laughs> with it. Awesome. And well, so I think that... Uh, is a true win for America. Well, wait, can I just Anyone? say... To, oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. To go ahead. Segue, segue off oh, of that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going? So when Graham was a recruiter, he had to drive an oh, American God. flag-wrapped recruiter car, <laughs> except for it faded, the red faded, so he was driving a pink... A pink, a white, pink and blue white, white, and blue yeah, car. Yeah, for a while. So it made yeah. me think of that, but yeah. yeah well, hopefully it, yeah. they've improved the decals since then. One would hope. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, Ashley, thank you so much for joining yeah. us on this episode of Dear America podcast. This is our first uh, famous person guest for the (laughs) show. And so real quick for everybody listening, uh, where can they find out what's going on with you? Uh, Underscore Ashley Bratcher on all social media. Pretty easy to find. All right. Pretty easy. Alyssa, tell them where they can find you. Um, Alyssa Allen, E-L-L-I-S-A on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Jake? Producer underscore Jake on Instagram. I love it. I've got them figuring it out. And as always, I am Graham Allen, and you can find me just like that on every single platform. Make sure to subscribe and like this podcast. Thanks so much for joining, and we will see you again next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.